0: Okay, here we go. It's what you've all been waiting for. Week one just around the corner, in the pocket, across the pond, getting back into it, back into the swing of things. We're going to go through the standard stuff, some news, some injuries. Going to give you some preseason award picks, so looking at your MVPs, Defensive Player of the Year, Coach of the Year, all that good stuff, into our weekly uh, player picks, who's going to hit, who's going to miss, who's Lewis Brindle going to back, probably someone terrible. And uh, finally, going to end it talking about the games. We've got the tier lists, the goods, the bads, the uglies. I'm Alex Sharples. I'm here with the Brindley United Bengals themselves, Alex and Lewis Brindle. And this is In the Pocket Across the Pond.
1: Week one, lads, we're here. Week Woo-hoo. one Who hoo. Yeah. Oh, Very oh. excited. Sharples he's, he's 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 punched his fist in I the just, I just
0: I just realised people can't see me. I was doing yeah, I was doing yeah. a little, little fist fish shake. We need yeah, we need to yeah. get on video,
1: that'll be the next we step do, we need to yeah. expand. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Shapples, so Sharples is loving it from that. So um, people can I'm actually tell who's talking between me and you. Yeah, true, true. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm buzzing. I can't wait. It's gonna be a really exciting season. I hope. Always is. Yeah. The script this year is gonna be immaculate. Yeah. Uh, have you seen those that those uh is it that advert for the new season? Yeah, it's the, got all the table read. The table read and it's like just a bunch of NFL players and it'll flick to like DK Metcalf and he'll be like, No way does yeah. that does that happen? Yeah. I, I don't I know if some... you've seen
0: the um, the Manning cast one. That one is the Manning cast special. one's
1: good. The Manning cast one's yeah. good, but with the NFL, it's it's that thing where it's a bit like when it's like huge corporations just try and be like, oui. we we're like, doing yeah. a joke. But, yeah. It's like save it. Yeah. Please. There was the Tom Brady thing. Someone asked him as well, and like Brady goes, Brady, you looked like uh, like Ken, like yeah, just completely pumped full of plastic. Um, lad, he's just in great shape <laughs> no he, what his cheeks you think he's had <laughs> you think he's had I think he's had a cheek precede, I you know? think he's had cheek lifter or whatever cheek I look at this video anyway um, he hasn't he had, had a had, since 2004
0: yeah that's, that's true. true
1: he won't have had filler mate he watched the Watch the clip. Cheek, cheek Watch the fat clip.
0: reduction surgery. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Watch the clip. Okay. He's just looking like <laughs> square face. I've seen but... the clip. Where he's like... To be fair, that's what he looked like when he was in Tampa. It feels like when he, when he was in Tampa, he uh, he kind of got a bit more like, not fashionable, but do you know, a bit more like sleek, a bit more suave. Well, he was in Florida, so it's yeah. like, you know, yeah, party time. Yeah. It's, it's not weird. like... Well, no, but I think that also comes with... Like he was he, he was basically like regimented, like he was going to school mm. when he was with Bill Belichick. You know, it's like it, it felt like the vibe was like, you know, he's like a a kid who's been brought up in a really strict house and then he gets he goes to college or something. Right. Like that's the vibe of Brady and
0: Tamper, mm. I guess. Also coaching, um, it gets cheap, though. No income tax either. Probably probably would give me quite a glove.
1: No income tax no <laughs> VAT.
0: Yeah.
1: Um <laughs> Uh, But anyway, he he talks about the script, the NFL script, and he's like, yeah, why would I would I be losing to Peyton Manning's brother twice? Yeah. It's like, yeah, fair. That was fun. Um, Yeah. Good stuff. Week one, though, let's get into it with just a little bit of news um, and some injuries. Um, The the main bit of news I've got is, I thought this was really funny. I I didn't think this was that notable. (laughs) I I just think it's funny. (laughs) I think it's funny more than anything that uh, the Eagles have listed all four of the running backs as the starter on the depth chart. <laughs> so... Peek behind the curtain. I didn't think it was that notable because, yes, if you've been listening to this show, of course I drafted DeAndre Swift. Yeah. In our main league that drafted on Sunday. Very good draft. We did, actually. We did with our teams. Um, I was going to save it to later, but we've got to break it to the, the listeners, that Lewis drafted a defense. Pretty early. Chill. Pretty, pretty early is like... You're mecking out like... Early enough for me and Sharples to gasp. You're mecking out like I drafted a defence in the sixth round or round. something. No, it weren't. No, it was not. <laughs> I looked and it was the 13th. But it, it felt 13th, earlier. At 13th round, so that's like... I've got three picks left there, right? It felt early. No, no, it did feel like Three picks left, and my argument is... Now, this is a bit of fantasy advice that I want to give. It's too late because everyone's already drafted. But... 13th round, right, I'm stirring down the barrel of like Jacoby Myers and Tyler Boyd and Zay Jones. These guys who I'm never in a million years going to start, right? Whereas my defence is going to get me points every week. And if some of those elite... I I get what you mean about picking one up last because the the elite ones usually get taken. But Cowboys is an elite defence just like the 49ers. They were there. It's like why would I waste a pick on a guy I'm never going to start when I could pick up a Cowboys team who are going to be great, who I'm going to be able to start the majority of the season. How many points do you think that Cowboys defense is going to get you on the 5th of November? On the 5th of November. Uh, uh, nine twenty-five 9 um, against the Eagles, or the 11th of December against the Eagles, or the 17th of December against the Bills, or the 24th of December against the Dolphins, I or mean, the 31st of December against the Lions. Uh, Lions? No, Lions can... Where, where is the Lions what one? We just where, vet- where is the Lions one? Does it matter? Yep. Well basically we've just found out that you can't play Dallas defence in the month of December. You don't know though, so you we don't know great great defences great defences can overcome. Stuff like that. Um But well, we would just like to say that Lewis's actions in the draft were not a reflection of this podcast. <laughs> what drafting a defence thirteenth? Yeah. <laughs> On my team, right. Um he so will be facing
0: disciplinary action, folks. Don't worry about that. Yeah, a but a little, a little, a little bit
1: on the draft. A little so bit on the draft. You, I, that what that bit of news was a dig at DeAndre Swift is what we're getting out of that because they list all four running backs mm-hmm. as uh, on as starters on the depth chart. Yeah, hilarious gag. Yeah, and then all you need to do is look at them play and realize DeAndre Swift is head and shoulder above, above everyone. Rashad Penny, not not the best one. Yeah, good luck staying on the field. That's the, the argument with Swift, though. No, it's not. <laughs> yes, it is. Let's move on. Some injuries. It's spicy. Some injuries. <laughs> um, this is just updates, really. Uh, and then we have one actual big one. The main one is Travis Kelsey. Hyperextended his knee in training. Been diagnosed with a bruised bone. He's not going to play in week one. I don't think he's going to. But He is officially questionable for week one. Um, we'll see if Travis Kelsey does play then he's going to score two touchdowns yeah. and he's going to be great so play him if he does play if he doesn't play you know find a find a replacement I, just one thing on that Kelsey news I mean great news if you're playing against a team that drafted Kelsey in your draft you immediately playing against someone who doesn't have their first draft pick probably um, but real life I never really bought into the kind of um, the the, the you know, the the media loves the Chiefs kind of thing in the way that, you know, like over here, everyone always loved United. And, and I suppose they, they loved the Patriots. Until I was listening to a show uh, earlier today where we were acting as if Travis Kelsey being injured was then harder for the Lions because they'd planned to defend to defend Travis Kelsey. I'm like, no way are we spinning this in the Chiefs' favour. Huh. The, the Lions would rather Travis Kelsey not play. Yeah. regardless of what they planned for. Let's just say that. I couldn't believe they were spinning it like that. Mm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, keep an eye on Kelsey. Uh, Cooper Cup is all but guaranteed to miss week one. Um lingering hamstring issue I don't like this one bit I mean we've been drafting this week in many drafts and just seen him completely plummet down draft boards for good reason because hamstring injury is dodgy a hamstring injury at age 31 is very dodgy it gives you like the vibes of like a Christian McCaffrey year from about two years ago do you know when it wasn't like a season ending injury that he had in Carolina he could just never seem to stay on the field for like more than two weeks at a time Mm -hmm. which are even more frustrating because you have to roster that person for the whole year pretty much you can't drop them, I remember I think I had uh, McCaffrey on on one of my team, on my main team that year and it was just super frustrating and this kind of is already giving those sort of vibes Yeah, true Um, Terry McLaurin and Jerry Judy are both on the for week one as well Um, I know they they were drafted they fell down draft boards but they were drafted Um, and then madness, Kadarius Tony Apparently good to go for week one. Whoa. Whatever that means, implications for anyone's fantasy team. Uh, I don't know. Like I, I was completely out on Canaris Tony earlier in the offseason, just because people were like, drafting him in like the seventh round or something. Mm-hmm. Now you're getting him for nothing, maybe even picking him up off the wave wire and he could actually play. Yeah. He's just one of those really frustrating players where it's like, you know, the guy's, the guy's obviously really great at football. The guy's body just doesn't want him to play it. Yeah. Yeah. Who do you who do you two think is gonna win that game, by the way? Yeah. Who do you two think is gonna <laughs> win? Um the Chiefs versus the Lions. Yeah. I'm sure we'll get into that in a little bit. Okay. Just want to chime in the dead quick. Um it's not like solid news, but keep an eye on the Mike Evans situation. He's got a year left on his contract. Apparently they're going to try and work something out, but nothing as of yet. And there's rumblings of people saying, don't be surprised if Evans is moved this year. Because, you know, the the, the the Bucks are going to want to get something for him if he's going to leave next year. So um, nothing solid yet, but just keep an eye on Mike Evans. If it's still the same next week, we might have a fun conversation of where we hope he would land. Alright lads, I know we did a bunch of predictions last week, but who doesn't love sticking the neck out and being proven wrong time after time? So we're just going to really quickly run through our NFL 2023 season award picks, just those real life awards. MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year, Comeback Player of the Year... Coach of the year. I realise that Offensive Player of the Year is also an award that um, I don't have down on my notes. Um, maybe it's because I forgot it because it seems pointless because it's basically the person who came runner up as, to the MVP. Yeah. That's what that award no. is. No. Um, so we're going to leave that one out. We've decided on this podcast that that award doesn't mean much. <laughs> yep. Um, Let's <clears throat> start off up top MVP of the league this season. I'm going Joe Burrow I think the Bengals are going to get to the Super Bowl I think he's going to play really well I don't know if it's going to be one of those kind of transcendent years for a quarterback like um Like, kind of sneakily, Mahomes had last year and like, you know, Rodgers did. Oh, oh, sorry, like Mahomes had last year and like Lamar did when he won it. I think it might be like a a Rodgers of a few years ago when he won the back-to-back MDPs and he was just kind of really good and really consistent. I feel like Burrow's just going to be really good and really consistent and it's kind of about time he's been knocking on the door now for a couple of years. So, Burrow. Lou? Patrick Mahomes. Just because I'm, yeah, I'm done betting against him. Um, amazing player. He's going to be amazing again this year. The Chiefs are going to be great. Um, the dude has a basketball court in his house. So mm-hmm. if that doesn't say MVP, okay, I don't know what does. Shapples.
0: Uh, Alexander Madison. Um No, I've. Uh, <laughs> uh, he'll be second. He'll be runner up. Uh, yeah. I've also gone for a quarterback, uh, but I've gone for the quarterback of the team I think is going to finish with the best record, and so that'll be Jalen Hurts of the Philadelphia Okay, Eagles.
1: Nice, yeah. nice. No, Hurts is going to be there or thereabouts. <clears throat> Definitely. Defensive player of the year. Cue the yeehaw. I'm going Micah Parsons. Obviously, uh, I think Parsons is the best defensive player in the league. Huge Cowboys bias there. Uh, but... I'm not really an expert on defence. I'm just going to throw a name out there that I don't think is going to be Defensive Player of the Year, but I'd say expect to be hearing a lot of talk about Trayvon Walker. Uh, He was the first overall pick last year, and he had an okay rookie season with the Jaguars. Um, But he was always going to be a project, and I think that team's going to be really good. And if he kind of lives up to the, the talent the the prospect that that there was. Um I think we're gonna be hearing a lot of Trayvon Walker's name, but Micah Parsons, defensive mm. player of the yearly. Cue it again. Yee-haw! Yeah. Micah Parsons. You know, Aaron Donald's old. He's old now. Um Nick Bosa is currently uh holding out and, you know, I I just it's Parsons' time. I feel like it's Parsons' time to win. He's a great player. He's, you know, I, he's got the talent. He's a young guy. This Cowboys' defense is going to be great. I think it's going to be Micah Parsons. Who? Mm-hmm. Chapel, sorry.
0: Um, yeah, uh, I was hoping it would re- be resolved by the season start. I don't think it will be now, but I don't see him missing more than one or two games. And I think he'll still finish with. Fifteen plus sacks, and that is the man you just mentioned, Nick Bosa of the San Francisco 49ers. This is an anti-cowboys bias going on. Someone there. has to, to play the Y Hack on the Black Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Uh, offensive rookie of the year, shall we all say it at once? Three, Three. two, one, B. John, B. John Robinson, Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> right, I don't I mean I, I'm I feel like You almost want to put another category like um, best rookie quarterback. Like that's really intriguing this year. Well, go on. Um, Anthony Richardson. I I was chatting to our brother yesterday, saying that he's just the kind of the most exciting pick. I think uh, Bryce Young's probably going to be really good. I think we're going to be maybe thinking of him like we think of Kyler Murray this time next year. CJ Stroud. I don't know. I think he was a really safe pick. Richardson, though, just like there's a lot of risk there involved, but. I mean the promise of what could be there is you know league breaking mm. so I, I kind of want to say Richardson yeah, yeah I yeah mean,
0: I don't have massively strong feelings on it, but I'd probably say Richardson as well.
1: uh yeah, mm-hmm. me too probably you, I mean in terms of this season, yeah, I feel like he's he's the more NFL ready of the guys just because he looks just looks like he's not going to get run over by anyone whereas Bryce young does. Yeah, a little bit. Speaking of rookies, defensive rookie of the year, who have we got? Lou. I go for Christian Gonzalez, mm-hmm. the um, Patriots' first-round pick, cornerback. Just there's just something. It's like a it's like a a beautiful beautiful mixture. You know, you've got a pot on simmer, and it's like, just imagine you're simmering a pot of the. The Patriots' defense, masterminded mm-hmm. by Bill, Bill Belichick, and you are sprinkling an absolute stud cornerback—it's like it's a recipe for deliciousness, really. <laughs> so, yeah, I think I think he's in the—he's in an incredible place to thrive in that position. I think mm. Christian Gonzalez. The only thing I would say about that is, with the Patriots' offense projection this year, <clears throat> they might not be facing that many passing plays. <laughs> True. Yeah. Shapples, have you got? <laughs>
0: Yep. Um, I've also got Christian Gonzalez, although unlike Lou, I've not (coughs) been from a recent Ayahuasca trip. Um, And so I just think a good player in a Bill Belichick system will be fine. No sauces simmering in my analysis. (laughs) (laughs) I've gone Tyree Wilson. I think, you know,
1: he's going to be opposite uh, Crosby on that defensive line. I think that frees him up kind of to do his thing. Uh, And the Raiders' defence is going to be... They're going to be able to get to the quarterback. How good they're going to be? All in all, I'm not too sure. But mm. I, I like Tyree Wilson. As, <laughs> as a, potentially a bit of a steal of, of the draft. He went, I think, what, 9th, 10th or something like yeah. that? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Um, coach of the year. Now, I'm interested in this one.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Sharpe, we we'll start us off with your coach of the year.
0: Yeah, I thought this one was the toughest by far because it's never... It's never really the coach of the best team, is it? There's always a bit, you know, there's a lot thrown in there. So I went with Matt LaFleur. I think the Packers are going to have a sneaky, sneaky good season. And I think that, because obviously a lot of it with, with these kind of awards, it's like the media perception and stuff like that. Obviously Rogers has gone. People expecting them to fall off massively. But I think, I think they, if they get sort of, Ten or so wins, finished second in division. I think there'll be a lot of people pushing pushing for Lafleur, mm. um, so that, that's why I went there. But I think there's a lot of avenues you can go with on this one. Yeah, Lou, what what have you got to say about that one then?
1: Uh, I completely agree. I also went with Matt Lafleur. Strangely, yeah, I just I think he's a great coach, <laughs> a really great coach. Um, we've seen it the few the the past few years. Um, and as you're saying, Shepard was like, it's not all. It's not the the team with the best record. Like the past three years. Dayball, Vrabel, Stefanski. Sure, Vrabel and the Titans that year won their division, twelve wins, all that good, you know, all that stuff. But Dayball, this past year, Stefanski, a couple, a few years ago, both their teams came third in the division. Mm-hmm. It was just teams who who absolutely overachieved. I think, as you're saying, this Green Bay team, not many expectations on them. People have the Lions winning that division. Minnesota's in it as well, but. The dude is a great coach and all he's been is a great coach. And I don't think that all is just because of Aaron Rodgers. So yeah, I have got Matt LaFleur as well. Mm-hmm. And I've gone for Arthur Smith. I've been I've been banging the the drum of the Falcons all off season. I think they're gonna be really good. I think they're gonna win that division. I think he's been building something really quite quietly there. Um they've got a great running back now as well. Um they clearly believe in Desmond Ridder. He's got some really nice pieces to throw the ball to. They've got a super, super easy division. Um, yeah, I kinda of think Ives Smith runs away with it just by how much the Falcons surprise people. And like we're saying that uh best record doesn't necessarily matter. However, I think come the end of the season when the Falcons have won eleven, twelve, thirteen games, if that's the case, it's gonna be really hard to see how Arthur Smith doesn't uh, win win coach of the year to be honest with you I don't yeah. think they're going to win 13 games but I do think they're going to get around 10-11 and win that division Yeah, I can, we, I, we've all said that we think the Falcons are going to be quite good this year um, so yeah and comeback player of the year feels like a weird one because it's clearly going to be Demar Hamelin yeah. if he steps foot on the field if the guy plays a game yeah. this year that's an amazing job really it's amazing so yeah obviously yes yes Okay, it's time. Let's um let's bring him in. Oh, <laughs> he's back. Hey, who's this? But he has got the time. Who's this? No, we're joking. We're joking, it's the same guy. Um I think I brought him in a bit early, actually, just sit time, eh? Um So just a bit of a quick reminder of how we do things. Of course, we give you our player picks for the week you know um the players we think you should start because they will exceed their espn fantasy projection but before that we need to to give you the names of some dudes that we are we think are obviously locked in your lineup no matter what you know you're not not starting these people and that's why we call it forget about it fantastic to have that back isn't it oh yeah absolutely fantastic. <clears throat> So at the quarterback position, we've got Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, and Joe Burrow. Forget about it. Running back. Some really low running back projections here on ESPN in week one. All of the guys here, who I'm going to say in this section, are only around that 17 point mark. So definitely start them. They're definitely going to exceed that. We've got Eckler, Pollard, McCaffrey, Bijan Robinson, Henry, Barkley, Jacobs, and Nick Chubb. Forget about it. Wide receivers, Jefferson, Chase, Tyreek, Adams, Lamb, Amal, and Brown, Stefan Diggs. Forget about it! And tight end, Andrews and Kelsey, if he plays. And maybe even if he doesn't. <laughs> because that is the landscape of tight ends. Mm. Thank you, mate. Forget about it! See you. See you soon. See you soon, Yeah, <laughs> saying bye? Bye. Okay. And let's get into our... Week one picks. I will say that mm. it's hard when we're talking about fantasy, it's really hard, and I, I do think we should talk about this to not just want to jump and put someone in your lineup that is playing on that opening night. If you're watching the game, you want someone on the Chiefs, you want someone on the Lions, even if you're kind of squeezing them into your lineup. You might be really fortunate, and you might have Mahomes, you might have Amon Manrass and Brown, you know. I'm thinking of like if you've got Kadiris Tony and you're mm. thinking of flexing him and you're like, I don't know what to do, but I really want someone in that first game. You're only human. So you so you know that's gonna be a thought that you have. What I would say is Drop Justin Herbert and play Jared Goff. Yes. Think how annoying it is in the past when you've when someone's kind of uh someone's really not done a good job for you on that Thursday night and you feel like you're handicapped going into the weekend, yeah. you feel that doubly if it's opening weekend as well and you get disappointed, so just I know it could be easy to have the blinkers on and think I want someone in this opening game but just take it one week at a time, there's Agreed. plenty of weeks and I would just like to say as well, obviously it's week one, like you're playing the starters that you drafted to start, right you know And you're going to see how the guys look, and then you're going to adjust from there. You know, all of these adjustments that we talk about, all these player starts, they come in as the season progresses when we have more data on these teams and stuff. Um, These suggestions here this week, I'd say, are just guys that we think you can plug in if you need to in your flex position. If there's an injured player, we just, these are the guys that we think are going to do well this week. You know, are going to outscore the projection. Because obviously, we keep our little tally. That's the one. It's, I mean, for, the we, it's we, for the tally. It's for the tally. I'll we, go like. into it next week when we when we when we have the results from the first week. I'll go into how that that's all broken down. But anyway, Sharples give us a position to start with, and give us your player at that position.
0: Uh, why don't we start with quarterback? Hey, and you know. Following the rules that you just laid down, boys, because I said, never go against what you said. I've gone for Jared Goff, uh, quarterback <laughs> of the Detroit Lions. Um, and you just changed no, just it this second. <laughs> um, I think it's, it's it's a good matchup for, for a high-scoring game. Um, obviously, the Chiefs are going to lay down some points, you'd imagine. You would then, therefore think that the Detroit Lions have to answer back, which generally means more throwing of the ball. Some good weapons there, Amon Rae St. Brown. We've heard that Jameer Gibbs might be lining up at wide receiver as well. Hopefully plenty of scope for some passing touchdowns. And also the Chiefs are without um, star defensive tackle Chris Jones because he's not come to an agreement yet. So hopefully Goff won't be getting pancaked quite as much as he normally would have been um, when you play the Chiefs. So good matchup. He's projected 15.7 points. Been a bit sneaky. I think I think that's quite a beatable score. Uh, yep, let's start off with a hit at quarterback this week.
1: <clears throat> mm. I'm going to go Justin Herbert. This is Miami. Um, this is just one of those games that we talk about that can just blow up, and you want pieces in those games. It feels like one of them. You know, the Dolphins were an incredibly explosive offense when healthy last year. And I feel like that's what the Chargers wanted to be, but just sort of fell flat at trying to be that. You know, new pass-heavy offensive coordinator and now Kellen Moore to unlock Justin Herbert. Um, I think I do think Justin Herbert's one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and I know that's a lot to do with the eye test. You know, he, he doesn't have the wins that Joe Burrow has, he doesn't have the passing touchdowns that Patrick Mahomes has but just look at the dude play he's an incredible player he just needs he needs the coaching system around him which he's not had so hopefully this is the year um i'm very excited for Justin Herbert this year um in just in terms of real life NFL and for fantasy football as i said these offenses can be explosive the defense are not going to shut you out this should be a good game Herbert rejuvenated, healthier weapons, expanded weapons with, you know, rookie wide receiver Quentin Johnson. Um, I'm in for this game. I think it's going to be a great one. I think Herbert has a really good game. Nice. And I have gone Trevor Lawrence, projected 18.4 on ESPN. I think he's going to beat that. Handily, uh, Lawrence couldn't ask for a better matchup to start his third season in the NFL. We on this podcast love Lawrence this season, and I think in week one he shows us what is to come over in the next 17, 18 weeks or so. The Colts are going to be really bad this year. That's who he's playing. They have some nice names on the defence, sure, but, I mean, the strength is stopping the run, whereas the defence seems to be built to allow... People to pass on them, you know. They don't have a consistent pass rush, and the cornerbacks lack experience. So expect Lawrence Ridley, Doug Peterson, the Jaguars to go ham in Week One uh, and put the whole league on notice. I would say. Okay, let's go running back and let's go Lou. Well, you know, jumping straight from what Sharple said and what you said, you know, about the opening game, and don't get you know. Be worried, don't get too excited. I'm st- I want to start Jameer Gibbs <laughs> um from the Detroit Lions, the rookie running back. Um listen, these two teams, two top five scoring offenses in the league. Um, we expect the Lions to be really good. And we expect the Chiefs to be really good, like they are every single year as well. Um I think I think they're gonna get Jameer Gibbs going early. Um, They're going to showcase him. He's a very dynamic player. This offense needs to be dynamic to maintain a lead or keep up with the Chiefs. Um, The backfield in Detroit, it's it's been quite confusing uh, in the reports that you're reading. Some are saying that David Montgomery is going to lead the ground attack and the goal line work, whereas others are suggesting that Jameer Gibbs, it's his backfield, Um, he's going to take over the early down work, the red zone work, and the passing work with Montgomery featuring as just sort of an ancillary supporting role. Whatever the case, we know Gibbs is dynamic. We know he's electric through the air, which he showcased in college. And we also know that last season, the Chiefs allowed the most receptions to running backs of any other team. So I'm all in starting Gibbs. The Lions are going to come out. They're going to want it. They're going to be biting your... Your what shins off or whatever yeah, or we're whatever Dan Campbell gonna said they are going to take a hunk of kneecap, way gonna way take cap. Of kneecap. Uh, I think they're going to come out and they're going to try and showcase this dynamic offence and how it has improved with Jameer Gibbs in it I'm all all in mm. Chapels
0: Yep, so for me at running back not about the player on this one, it's about the situation um, I've gone for Dion Jackson, running back mm. for the Indianapolis Colts Obviously, we all know what's going on with, with Jonathan Taylor. He's certainly not going to be there for week one and probably the next few weeks. Um, and in my opinion, Jackson's the one who's in pole position to be running back one. Only competition uh, coming from a fella named Evan Hull. And if your last name's Hull, in my opinion, you know no threat. Um, <laughs> I think it's purely going to be, you know, I think i will get 20 carries. Probably not particularly high-quality ones, but a couple around the goal line. You never know, he might sneak in for a touchdown. He's still got Quentin Nelson, the best guard in the league, in front of him to to make some space, and he's projected 10.7. If he gets a sneaky little goal line touchdown, and as I said, 20 carries for 50 or so yards, <laughs> there's your hit right there. So uh, yeah, yeah, not not my most glamorous pick, but uh, Deion Jackson, running back for the Colts.
1: Yeah, no, I like it, Sharples. and I with my running back, I'm playing the projection as well. You know, this game, this little game that we play uh, of hits and misses got pretty competitive last year. And sometimes I'm just gonna cheat it a bit and, and, and I'm gonna play the projection. JK Dobbins projected 12. Starting running back on a really good offense, he's going to score more than 12 points. You know, perfect matchup for Dobbins against Houston. The defense, although it'll be better this year under D'Amico Ryan, still going to be one of the softer ones, especially at the start of the season. You know, the Ravens are favoured by 10 points. If this game goes out, of the sports books are projecting, then expect Dobbins to see plenty of carries with touchdown upside, which is more than enough to uh, exceed that 12 point projection. <laughs> Really hopeful that this game uh, is one where kind of Dobbins shows himself as a real running back one on this team in a way that I don't think he's done quite yet mm-hmm. in his career. You know, it, just come out and and grab that position, and say that you're the dude on this team. Uh, and I'm playing the projection because I want to win this year. Although, um we'll save your wide receiver. <laughs> we'll save you a wide receiver. I don't want. I don't want uh, the listeners. To think they're getting deja vu too soon in the episode know. you're not, you know, you're not tune, tuning out in droves yeah, yeah. They, or they might just be check, frantically checking uh, checking the, the podcast platform of choice it uh, seemed like this is this last year's episode yeah. well you may as well say now. Colin Sutton. I'm starting Colin Sutton this week and like like your picks previously at running back this is a situational pick, to be honest. Um, There's no one else there. Who else are they going to throw the ball to? Unless Russell Wilson chucks the ball up and throws it to himself, he's going to be throwing it to Colton Sutton. They're against the Raiders who were middle of the pack last year, against wide receivers. They're not a defense that scares you at all, really. Um, And as I've just said, you know, Tim Patrick is gone. Jerry Judy is going to be gone for a little bit. Um, Next man on the depth chart is Marvin Mims, the rookie, who, yeah, could be a nice pickup later on down the line, but not week one. Week one, Russell Wilson, the Broncos, they're going to need a consistent, trusted target, and that is what Colton Sutton is. Yes, become a bit of a joke on the podcast. <laughs> My unwavering love for Colton Sutton. Um but I'm not saying he's going to be a top 20 wide receiver, breakout wide receiver that we hoped, that I hoped he would be last year. But I think given the circumstances around him, he's a talented wide receiver. He's shown that in the past. He's a solid option week one. Um, and if not, he's going to get five points, and I'm going to be humiliated. But that is what's going to happen. No, Cortland so Sutton. I, I think I think circumstances point to Cortland Sutton this week to be the highest scoring wide receiver on the week. Are you joking? Don't know. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I'll save everyone from, from having to think of that for too much <laughs> longer. Uh, I'm going to go Tyler Lockett. Projected 13. Seems like another layup to me, to be honest with you. you know, Superstar rookie JSN. Doubtful for the first few weeks of the season. So we're expecting Metcalf and Lockett to not really miss a beat here uh, in the first few weeks. This offense is going to be even better this year. They've had more time to gel and... I already said last week how good I think Gino Smith is and is going to be uh, this year as an NFL quarterback. Lockett pretty much feasted against the Rams last year. That's who they're playing. He feasted against them in two games. He had 11 receptions, 182 yards and two touchdowns. You know, We expect the Rams to be even worse this season defensively. And even though I'm the only person on the planet who actually thinks the Rams will keep games competitive this year... A blowout win or a competitive game means Tyler lockett gets points I believe there are points to be had uh, and Lockett's a great player and he always kind of um he always ends up outscoring his season long projection so with that in mind and the fact that they've got jsN coming that means Lockett has to score a lot of points in the first part of the season <laughs> So that's my logic. That's uh, logic yeah. yeah, not that he's just not going to be as good. No, it just means that he's gonna, still going to score as many points. He's just going to score more at the start of the season. Uh, but yeah, play him against the Rams. I think he's going to be really good. I think Seattle are going to win, and the Rams are going to keep it competitive <sighs> because I'll I'll talk about why in my next pick. <laughs> <laughs> A sharples wide receiver.
0: Yep, I've gone for a man that I'm actually quite reliant on this season. Uh, I've got him as my wide receiver two um, in our league. So I'm really hoping that he's got one more uh, quality season in the tank. Obviously, he's 31, getting to that age where you start worrying about wide receivers. But I've gone for DeAndre Hopkins, uh, new wide receiver, the Tennessee Titans. Uh, I think purely... Purely on volume metrics, he should be OK. I think he should be getting all the targets. I know there's trail on Burks there, but I think particularly opening game of the season, they're going to be really keen to, to, to bet him in. Uh, and so I'm hoping for 10-plus targets. Uh, he's projected at 13.4, which if he gets the kind of volume I'm expecting him to get, should be, should be achievable, even if he doesn't have those big players left in the tank, which to be fair, he might not. But I think he's going to get peppered with targets. Uh, Saints' defence aren't a joke, but opening game of the season... Yeah, I'm hoping, hoping this is his first, his only appearance in the picks this season because I wanted to be a forget about it from week two. But we'll see. Um, he still got a year left in the tank for me. So yeah, DeAndre Hopkins this week against the Saints. Breaking
1: news.
0: Oh, did you say that Al?
1: Yeah, I, I think I did. Was it a breaking news thing? It was breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Nick Bosa has agreed to a five year, 170 million extension with the San Francisco 49ers, including 122.5 million guaranteed. Wouldn't mind some of that. <laughs> Wouldn't mind <laughs> some of that, Nick Bosa. Wow. Buy a couple Freddles with that.
0: Multiple.
1: Uh, Sharples, least. again, once again, forgetting we're not on video, pumping his fist in the uh... air.
0: <laughs> that was, that one wanna... was just for YouTube.
1: Yeah. Thanks. So your your defensive player of the year pick has just got a hell of a lot more likely.
0: That's actually no, quite frustrating. I was I was uh, looking at betting odds literally last night, and Bosa was up no. at just over nine to one. Michael Parsons just over five, and I thought might just might just back that, and I didn't. And now, I've, if I look now, I'm sure they're probably halved. But yeah, we sure, move, yes. we move. It's all about the fantasy. It's not about the bets on this podcast. That's true, right. that's true.
1: Tight end, I. We'll round us off first. Uh, I've gone for Tyler Higby, projected 9.7, which is pretty premium projection in the Titan landscape, but um, it's pretty simple for me. After Cooper Cup, there's not really many proven pass catchers on this team apart from Mr. Higby. Uh, He's been pretty usable for fantasy over the past few years, so, you know... Depending on whether Cup plays, it doesn't look like he's going to... I'm taking the volume here. Um, I've already said that I think Sean McVeigh is a really great coach who's going to get people involved and keep games competitive. Uh, so I think there's going to be a nice amount of receptions here. So in a PPR league, ESPN standard, uh, play tight league being, don't really think about it. I think you're going to be set at tie tight end there. Sharples?
0: Well, before I, I reveal my pick, I just want to share a quote uh, I heard recently. Um I mean, what's Russell Wilson going to do? Throw the ball to himself? I mean, it's only Colton Sutton to pass to, isn't there? No, there is another man, a beautiful, long-haired man. I'm talking, of course, Greg Dulcich, tight end of the Denver Broncos. Allegedly the tight end, too, behind Adam Troutman, but we know that's a load of absolute codswallop. Sean Payton was gushing about this man earlier in pre-season. He might line up in the backfield, he might line up in the slot, he might line up out wide. This man is unbelievable. He was a really solid tight end last season, particularly for a rookie. He's done more than Kyle Pitts has ever done. Let me tell you that for free. And <laughs> I think against this Raiders team, they're not very good, but they do have two really good pass rushes. I think there's going to be a lot of dump-offs. Greg Dulcich is going to be there. He's projected a measly 7.2 points. I think that's very beatable. I don't care if it comes on the big players. I don't care if it comes on lots of little players. Uh, and for me, he's actually going to outscore Cortland Sutton this week quite comfortably because he's going to get twelve touchdowns.
1: Okay, I was going to say if you wanted to outscore Cortland Sutton, well, good luck scoring more than forty. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you do putting way too much stock in <laughs> the Denver Broncos, you know. <clears throat> I'm just bought in. I'm bought into the Peyton, to the Peyton, um ethos I, maybe, maybe I maybe I don't know whether things are just a bit more watertight at the Saints or whether I wasn't paying attention to him or whether all of a sudden Sean Payton's like yeah I'm a grumpy old guy and that's what I am now and that's what I'm doing yeah no it feels like that also like the the, the stupid like mind games thing like putting Dulcich second in the in the depth chart it's like what are you doing we know he's not. Maybe, maybe he's just second in the depth. Maybe. I? Okay. Maybe he is. But, well, yeah. Sharp was just saying, Peyton was saying, he can line up at cornerback. He yeah. loves him that much. i like I'd like to see how many fantasy points he racks up at cornerback. Depends on your uh, league sides. Okay. I'm going to go for Darren Waller. Shock. I'm going to... Absolutely love Darren Waller this year. I can't remember if I've had a chance to say it on the podcast, maybe in our Rankings episode. I love Darren Waller this year um, at the Giants now. Um, I'm making him my pick in week one because i tell you one thing. Well, there's two reasons for this. I'm not going to be able to make him my pick for many more weeks because he's either going to be on the forget about it or he's going to be injured. It's one of the two, you can't lie, but Darren Waller is a great player. Um, he's the most proven and the best wide receiver, sorry, receiver on that team. Camp reports have obviously been just completely daft. Um, like, you know, like like Daniel Jones is wearing goggles that, you know, sort of like take away everyone else on the field and he, and he, and he can only see Darren Waller. That's pretty much what's been going on. Uh, the Cowboys you know as I've said in the past they were a great defence which is why I picked them third overall in our draft Um, they made a lot of great players you know if there was one weakness it was the secondary um, and you know minor weakness you know but they still allowed bottom eight numbers in passing yards and completion percentage last year Um, you know they were bottom half in, in completions and passing touchdowns and stuff like that so they are exploitable, you know. In the secondary, they were at least last year. It is still a tough matchup, but I just love Darren Wall that much on this team that I'm. I'm ready for him to be peppered with targets in week one, and him to be a great pick. Mm, nice, yeah, yeah. You've you've been super high on Waller recently drafting the past few weeks, um, so that makes sense. I mean, you know, just because you've just reminded me, I just want to mention that. I really like Deontay Johnson this year, and I don't think I've said it on the podcast yet because I've kind of really come around on him and this Pittsburgh team in the past few weeks. And he didn't make our rankings episode because we only did the top tens. But Deontay Johnson's a great player. And he's going to be. Really Where was great. he in your uh, rankings? I can't remember. Would mate. he have been included if we did top 20? Yeah. 100 million percent. Yeah. Easily. Quite quite comfortably. Yeah. 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 I think he's going to be a bold line uh, wide receiver one. Top 15. You'd have probably shoved in the top fifteen because I really like him, yeah, Cool. yeah. But, but it's that time again to go over to Mister Alex Sharples. I'm wondering because he because he wasn't on screen last year. This is a bit of a, another peek behind the curtain. This is that we're on Zoom and this is the first time we're actually recording and seeing Sharples as well. So I'm really intrigued as to whether. This uh, games tier list is a physical thing that he like pulls out, or he has on the wall every week, or he just does it off, uh, kind of the top of his head, or if it's on his laptop. shuffles Oh, well, I don't know. He might not have much room because you know there is that big, you know, winding wheel that he spins every week with a blindfold on, <laughs> and, and then picks his player picks. So, you know, so that. <laughs> That is really what it felt like, anyway. recently. Travel <laughs> <laughs> um, the tier list of games. Talk us through
0: what we've got. Okay. Let me just get my... Uh... No, I'm just kidding. It's on my screen. Um... Okay, I oh, was really <laughs> oh, oh. Where do we want to Physical start? List. Do we want to start the good, the bad, or the ugly? Where do, where do we start want to start? Start us
1: with the bad, because I think there is quite a decent amount of pretty good games this week. I just I think the bad ones aren't necessarily bad. They're just boring. But what do you think?
0: Yeah, so um, I have I've, I wanted to be optimistic on this one, but I have to say the bad and the meh tiers are the most chunky. Uh, probably a lot of them hangovers from last season. Uh, we were scarred a lot by some of these teams. So uh, I'll go through. So I think we can all agree. This might be an... Uh, to be fair, we might have a couple of contend early contenders for the toilet bowl match of the season. But <laughs> I've got, first of all, the commanders versus the cardinals. Yeah,
1: yeah, I'm intrigued by the car the commanders though. This is this is one that I just think's pretty
0: boring. Yeah.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. I I I, I um, yeah. Yeah. Um this next one, this one was a bit of a mixed bag last season because if I remember the first game between them was unbelievable it finished like 30-20 something and then the next game was terrible. Um Falcons versus Panthers.
1: Mm. It Intri- was- intriguing because yeah the, the games were really good last year. <laughs> Uh, weirdly good, so intriguing. Like P.J. Walker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he went off. Yeah. Um, intriguing because I want to see how the Falcons are, and I want to see the the rookie quarterbacks. Uh, and this game features both of those, so I'm going to keep at least one eye on it.
0: Yeah. Um, I think there might be some pushback on this one, but it just shows how much I dislike the Colts this year. I think the first game for Anthony Richardson as well is going to be a lot of interceptions. So I've gone Colts Jags. Not the most exciting one for me.
1: There there are better games. There are better games, yeah. yeah.
0: I think I I would
1: put Colts, Jags in the same as um, the Vikings, Buccaneers. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, both games feature one team that I'm sort of morbidly curious in, in the Buccaneers and the Colts, another team who I think is going to be solid
0: in the Jaguars and
1: the Vikings, you know? Mm.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Okay, two left. So, uh, Saints, Titans.
1: Yeah, I, I have that in in the in my extremely boring list as snooze well. Snooze fest, total snooze fest, and I hope you've got the same one as me next. Because if you have this next game that you're about to, set, I will be closing my eyes whenever Red Zone switches to it. I'd be amazed
0: if it's not the same one. Um, <laughs> Broncos Raiders.
1: Yeah, but that's that not a good that, is not <laughs> a good,
0: that, is, that isn't good though because me and Sharples have
1: some real estate in that game. Correct. So, I correct, mean correct.
0: Con- <laughs> There can still be 12 Dulcet's touchdowns and it would still be a bad game.
1: Okay. <laughs> um,
0: okay, moving yeah. up moving up a tier into the meh category. Uh, one you mentioned, Lou, Vikings-Bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we've got a, a good team versus a really not very good team and those tend to sort of balance each other out, which is why I put them in there. Yeah. Uh, moving on, Ravens-Texans. I think another one that falls into that category. Looking forward to yeah. seeing what the Ravens can do, but I don't think it's going to be a super exciting one. No, and it's
1: one of those games as well where it's like you're looking forward to it because you've seen a rookie quarterback. But I don't think it's going to be a good game. Mm -hmm. You know, what rookie quarterback is going to have a, you know, is going to have like an unbelievable game when they're coming up against a good defense and a really good team. Like, you know, you don't want to see these guys get absolutely hammered, but that might happen. Guys, do you want to react? Um, do you want to sorry Chappell, sorry to interrupt, do you want sorry. to react live to a trade re- request that I've just been sent? You've um, just been <laughs> sent in one of my few leagues. This okay. yeah. Um So the this this person wants Romandre Stevenson, Amari Cooper, and Dalton Kincaid for Alan Lazard, David Montgomery, and Devonta Smith. Um <laughs> I might just or should I send him? A couple of laughing emojis and uh, a... yeah, because it's like, you know, it's not a chance no, by no, the no, way. No, 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 not no, no, not a chance. Let's just let's just establish it sort of position by position here. So, realistically, you know, America for Devonta Smith, sure, similar pegging. You know, Devonta Smith is probably pretty good. Um, so then what we're doing there? Uh, Donkin cared for Alan Lazard. No, um, you know. No. One has upside, one doesn't. One has upside, one doesn't. There you go. Remember Stevenson for Montgomery's, out. where where it completely dies, though. Yeah. Remember Stevenson for David Montgomery, is silly, completely silly. Mm-hmm. Like you know, if that's the crux of your trade, mm-hmm. then you're not going to get that trade done. Yeah. And that's how you realistically work out a trade. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just not gonna to reply to it. No, I will.
0: I will. Can you um, um can you can you send gifts as a reply? Why what are you thinking? The the James Harden walking away from the interview on the yeah, sideline. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll search that. Um carry on, chapels,
0: Yeah, a couple more in the meh category. Uh a few more actually. Um this one, I'm 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 ready to be moved on, but Steelers Niners, I think it's two Good defensive teams, they mm. don't always lead to the most interesting matches. If you like that kind of thing, that's the kind of thing you like. But so I, I um, see because
1: this is in Pittsburgh though, and the mm. Steelers are primed to kind of surprise people after that preseason. I see this being a, a good game that they could actually win. It's one of those in the trenches kind of just ground and pound games, isn't it? But um, just two solid franchises, so I, I think that's an all right one to be fair.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, another one, and I'm happy happy to uh, be called a liar on this one as well. Patriots Eagles. I just feel mm. like whenever Bill Belichick's involved, there's always a chance that it's going to be a bit of a. I mean, again, if if you appreciate uh, good defensive teams, which Belichick's teams always are, then great. I just I, I don't see it on this one. I don't see it personally.
1: Agreed. Yeah, agreed. And that, that's what it's exactly what you said. Like Belichick. Belichick's such a great coach because he just he, he he has the ability to take the sting out of the other offense, which obviously results in a boring game. <clears throat> but mm-hmm. that's
0: that's you know that's why he's a great coach. Yeah, and the final one, uh I think Al might disagree, but I'm much further down on the Rams this season. I've gone for the Seahawks versus the Rams.
1: Yeah, no, I do I, I do agree to, to be fair. I do I, I don't think as much as I like the Seahawks and Geno Smith, I don't think the two teams... We would be surprised if either of these two teams were there or thereabouts at the end of the year still, you know, AFC champ, NFC Championship game, whatever. So um, at this moment in time, fairly uninteresting contest, but I think a nice one for fantasy, yeah. maybe. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, let's move into the good category. Yeah. Uh, starting off with, a, yeah, with an in-division game, Bears-Packers.
1: Yeah, super interested to see uh, the Burrs against the Aaron Rodgers Packers. Yeah, what? What? Like, how many? Like, <clears throat> I, I don't mean this, you know, because like there might have been <clears throat> some, there might have been some games started by you know backups and stuff with injury, but like, how long do you reckon it's been since the Packers started a season without Rodgers or Fav? As... Oh, we're getting to like the nineties. As as the starter, yeah, we're getting, we're getting to the mid 90s, so is this a true 90s. new era in Green Bay? So, yeah, mm. very interested. Mm. But, I mean, judging not uh, going by average, then Jordan Love should be a Hall of Famer,
0: not much to live up to. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's actually two more uh, in division ones. Uh, oh, yeah, one, one which. Again, I'm expecting some pushback. Obviously, this is a Dallas Cowboys podcast, but I've gone for the Cowboys Giants in the good category. I just, I, I'm not, it's not about the Cowboys, it's about the Giants. I want to see this offense first. Are they really going to be able to put points up? Is Darren Waller going to get 20 targets a game? I've got no doubts that the Cowboys can score. Can the Giants, which is why I've mm. got them in that tier below the great.
1: Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay.
0: And which is a similar reason in which is so why I've got the Browns and the Bengals. Because Bengals, yeah, we know what mm-hmm. they can do as long as Joe Burrow's there with the Browns. Obviously, I, you know, I, I, I have high hopes for Deshaun Watson, Watson this season. And so if that's the case, if he's going to be slinging it to uh, to Cooper and Elijah Moore, then then let's see. But we're not seeing it yet. We're not certain. And so that's why I can't mm-hmm. put it in that great category just yet.
1: Yeah, that's going to be an interesting one, though, because it's like just... just... Just ponder this for a minute, right? We've talked about the Steelers as well, having a bit of a a nice year as well. Steelers, the Ravens, the Browns, the Bengals, one of these teams has to come last in that division. And if they come last in that division, most likely will have a losing record. Who's that going to be? I mean, yeah, it's going to be the Browns. Right, I think, I feel like, I feel like Kevin Stefanski gets fired at the end of this season. I think he's. I would agree. I think he's prime. Like last year with um, with Arizona's um, Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah. I, I, I think he's prime candidate. Him. It, it all depends Brandon on how. Staley as him well. and Brandon Staley, because the charges under Brandon Staley have been Brandon stale. <laughs> so yes. Well, it's just you've seen all these quarterbacks. What is it? It's the it's like the Sean McVay effect. or so it's like an actual thing where you know because of Sean McVay all of a sudden teams want to kind of employ young offensive minded head coaches or just young head coaches and that's all stemmed because of McVay and the Rams uh, and we've seen a lot of occasions this not working so far and these these two are um kind of products of that I mean Stefanski's kind of been treading water for a few years I think Mm. he had a good first year at the Browns and all of a sudden because they're not coach of the year yeah because they're not horrible like they used to be I feel like Stefanski and that team is getting a bit of a pass a little bit even though oh it's the second year of Deshaun Watson you know yeah he's still a great coach they've got weapons but look at the division that you're in you're not as good as the Bengals, you're not as good as the Ravens, and the Steelers have one of, if not the best coaches in football and are always pretty good and competitive. Yeah. So I don't know where, if they do win the division or get in the playoffs, I don't know where the wins come from in the division. Yeah. Never mind whoever else they've got to play. Yeah.
0: Mm. I I personally think it's the Steelers that are the ones who are, who are going to finish last. I do not really excited by the offense yet. I've not seen enough of Kenny Pickett consistently to, to think that he can he can propel them above uh, a resurgent Deshaun Watson. And do you know what? I, I need to see it from Lamar before I can say that, okay. that yeah. Raymond's going to yeah, be good yeah, yeah. because he's yeah, I, he's hurt and yeah. uh, not just me, he's hurt us these past two seasons. He has. I mean, we're having great things, they're going to be passing a lot but for me, Lamar's a runner, he's not a passer. I want to see if he can pass. If so, great. He's probably going to be the quarterback one but I won't, mm. I'm just saying, if, if Deshaun Watson gets back to the player that he was before you know, yeah. all the horrible stuff, then yeah. uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's the Browns that finish second behind the Bengals. But okay. into the great category, three juicy, plump, spicy yeah. meatballs. We've talked <laughs> in depth about one, uh, Chiefs-Lions. Obviously yeah. no Kelsey yes. there, but I think it's going to be two not very good defences with two high-powered offences. Hopefully, it's going to finish like
1: 50-50. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, we've also got the Chargers versus the Dolphins. Again, you, you want players in this one. Uh, two is back. Two unbelievable weapons in, in Waddle and Hill. Obviously, we know what the Chargers with Herbert, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler. should be points on points on points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And finally, and what I'm hoping, is the creme de la creme. The glacé cherry, yeah, on top of the Burke wealth that is week one. <laughs> Jets bills,
1: Jets bills, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this has yes. everything though. This has everything because it's like, you know, the two. You know, the Jets were really good last year. The Bills are a great team. It has that sort of jeopardy of a new player on a new team as well. It's mm. just it's got all the drama. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. Mm. Yes. Very much looking forward to it. Uh, looking forward to the whole weekend, apart from that Broncos-Raiders game, to be fair. <laughs> it feels stupid saying that, because we've not had any NFL since February, but it's still like, if that game was the only game on, I might make sure I was, I don't know, going getting like some bread from the shop while it was on for three hours. Mm. Um, maybe, maybe Russell Wilson's back. Closing thoughts, lads. Yes or no, is Russell Wilson back? Let's ride. Let's ride. Broncos Country. Let's ride. Sharp <laughs> bemused just shaking his <laughs> Not head Not a chance. No, no, no. I'm aside from, aside from him passing to
0: Dulcich, that's it.
1: Yeah. Um Well, thank you very much for for listening. Enjoy week one. Enjoy. Don't get uh don't flip out too much. If your team doesn't do too well, it's only week one, remember. But you know, start as you mean to go on. Start as you mean to go on, <laughs> on as well.
0: Thank you very so, much for listening.
1: Yeah. See you next week. See ya. Bye-bye.